0: Do you know what we ignore on this program a lot? And it's to my great dismay. Aliens. I decided that it's time for us to update ourselves on what's been going on in the world of alien sightings and UFO activity and other related research. And there's been a lot of unusual reports coming out of this sphere of the world. So, on today's episode, we help you catch up on all the important UT news that you may have missed. Get ready for our Alien Update. Killing, Missing, Hidden, the podcast about bad things. Welcome, welcome, welcome into Killing, Missing, Hidden, Plus. The podcast about bad things and the super special subscription part that gets into really weird things as well. I'm your host, your old buddy Brad, but you already know that. Kind of hope the world's been treating y'all fair, right, nice recently. Now, I, I would say, personally, that our specialty in the world of the paranormal are cryptids but aliens make for some good podcasting too and because we all live such busy lives it's hard to stay on top of all the news related to our future alien overlords right and so that's why kmh plus is here for you so you don't have to embarrass yourself at the water cooler at work the next day when this subject inevitably comes up I hope I'm not too late. Now, I will note that many of these stories are from the medium.com website, and it's a website I like. It usually leads to a lot of interesting true crime cases, but I'm putting its paranormal uh, engines for a spin here to see what we can dig up. I don't know how high quality the articles are related to these alien activities. And frankly, I'm not going to go out and independently try to verify each and every one that we're discussing here. I'm lazy. I'm sorry. We're just going to take these stories at face value and enjoy them. If they're a little creepy, all the better, you know? Sounds like a plan? Awesome. All right, let's do this. We're going to begin with an article posted by Terry Larch on May 4th. This article, Terry reports that there are some in the scientific community who are leaning towards believing that alien interactions with humans, specifically being able to identify alien babies, can be figured out from your blood type. Yep. So, you know how we all have blood types, at least humans. You know, there's there's what? AB negative, O positive. B negative, all that stuff. All right. So it turns out that if you have a negative blood type, you may not be holy of this earth, you monstrous freaks. Now, traditionally, science has said, you know, this RH negative blood type can be linked to tribes that were living in Northern Europe, something like 35,000 years ago. And as those tribesmen began uh, bumping uglies with people outside of their tribes and making babies, this Rh-negative type of blood began to spread, and now it's kinda everywhere. Now scientists have noticed that having the Rh-negative blood does make one a little bit different than those with Rh positive. Uh, Those with the negative indicator are more likely to have red hair, blue eyes, green eyes. They tend to have a lower resting body temperature. They're also more sensitive to the sun. And, you know, I keep referring to the RH negative people as others because unlike them, I am an RH positive person with a full blown soul. Tests have uh, also determined that being RH negative makes one more emotional and much more aware of their surroundings. And no one really knows why the heck they lack this protein. And of course, the chunk of your humanity that has these effects on your psychology or physiology. Maybe medical folks know more. Like I said, I'm I'm just not doing any deep dives today. Now, what really pushes folks into thinking there's something unnatural in being RH negative is that women who are RH negative have difficulties during pregnancy in fact if an rh negative woman is pregnant with an rh positive baby the mother's body seems to think that baby is not a baby it's something foreign and dangerous and needs to be attacked one could even describe this as an alien creature right <laughs> and the woman's body will try to destroy the earthling Now, the mother's body will actually create RH-destroying antibodies when it's present in a child. And I like that, you know, I'm recording this episode on Mother's Day. It seems, in the U.S. at least, it seems appropriate. Now, apparently scientists don't really know why a mother's body would help create an offspring only for it to change its mind and say, nope, we've made a horrible mistake and we got to eliminate this thing immediately. The only other time that scientists claim this happens is when the body recognizes that the fetus is developing incorrectly and tries to kind of self-terminate their pregnancy. So people, and of course I'm using air quotes here, with RH negative blood, have an unusual collection of characteristics and also have what appears to be described fairly as an evolutionary flaw in their reproduction. Now, fortunately, these clearly alien agents make up only around 15% of the population. Of course, one major benefit these hybrids offer the rest of us is they're better suited at donating blood. Some sort of special healing power. And, and, you know, it probably protects them from vampires because I can't imagine vampires get satisfied drinking blood that has no protein in it. You know, I mean, they got, they got to get their protein from somewhere. They get everything from blood. Anyway, that's, that's a topic for a different day. So if you have a friend or a loved one or God forbid a marriage mate that seems a bit, off you need to get their blood tested and if it comes back negative well buddy i'm afraid you got an alien on your hands or at least an alien hybrid so act accordingly our next article comes from may 6 on the science and life page of medium supposedly the opportunity rover on mars you know the The little guy that's been exploring the red planet and taking pictures for us to see what it's like up there. Well, it caught a picture of an alien creature that's pretty tough to dispute. This article does not state when NASA released the image, but it does confirm that it came from NASA. Which is unusual because NASA is considered to be rather aggressive in... Editing and redacting footage that may contain questionable content when it comes to alien activity. So what are we talking about when we say a creature here? Like some sort of Cthulian elder god looking thing? Uh, Maybe a go-kart full of gray aliens? Alf? You remember Alf? Yeah. He's back for the story and not in pog form this time. No, Actually, actually none of these. We have a space bison, or wolf, or bear. It's it's hard to tell exactly what we're looking at. Now, of course, we have to go with the warning that it's oh so easy to make figures out of shadows, right? You've heard of pareidolia? It's, It's our tendency for our brain to see patterns and randomness and and it's most associated with seeing faces where there's not one, you know, an odd, an odd shadow in the background people will point to as a ghostly face. Eh, It's not always that way. The, The simple explanation, you know, the one that makes sense to me is, you know, like you'll see, say like a purse and it will be designed to have like two clasps in the middle and then the handle of the purse goes, you know, arches over top. Well, if that handle falls down, it, you know, with the two clasps and the handle, it kind of makes a smiley face, right? Okay. I mean, look, there's, there's better examples that can be given. Just Google it and you'll see what I'm talking about. All right. Now, having said that, the Opportunity Rover takes pretty decent pictures considering the conditions it's working under. And the fact that we can't really, you know, help it out much and this picture too isn't a bad one if we assume that what we're doing is looking at an alien life form it's a dark creature most likely black with four legs and a large body honestly it strikes me as a large black fuzzy jelly bean with toothpick legs now it it is a good distance away from the rover it appears to be on a ridgeline of sorts at that distance you know probably makes it look odd but it also very easily could just be a black rock standing up higher than the surrounding rock decor and the shadows making some you know falling in some interesting ways but when you zoom in you know you you can make an argument and a decent argument that you you've got something compelling here. The four legs are much more obvious zoomed in. They're spread out in a manner that you would expect, you know, looking at four legged animals here on earth. It appears to be caught in a walking motion. There's two white spots where one would expect a face to be, So it could be the eyes. My interpretation is the way the eyes fall kind of gives this uh, alleged creature a bit of a cartoonish look. But, you know, what smarter minds than me have pointed out is that the creature is looking down as it walks. And they've traced it out so that you can see the nose is pointed towards the ground. The mouth is there and then it comes up and it makes the eyes look a little less ridiculous. And so it, it would, it's, it looks like it's walking around how a hound dog would walk. And, you know, when viewing the zoomed in version, it does kind of appear that this potential creature is casting a shadow of its own. So if it is an alien creature, how do we feel about that? humanity really seems to want to colonize Mars since, you know, there's something about us. We just love exploring and we love finding new places and setting up shop there, right? And, you know, Mars is the natural next place to go. The moon or Mars, you know, depending on, I guess, which side of that debate you fall on. If we do make the dream of colonizing Mars a reality, do we actually have a chance that there's animals on site? I mean, or, you know, maybe aliens have been teleporting endangered species to Mars and rejiggering their DNA to help them survive. I mean, that would be a really fun and kind of history-making discovery, right? All these extinct animals? They ain't extinct. The aliens saved them. But it's an interesting picture. I will try to post it and some of our social media stuff, so you can see it as well. And you can make a call on your own, because I'm not gonna tell you what to think, except when I need to. Next up is a short little article that was published on May 9th from uh, a website or blog called Ponder This. And basically this mini article summarizes a recent study by scientists who have been focused on where aliens are most likely to be hiding. And it's not where you think. Now, I don't know how much thought you've given to that, to be honest with you. I, I have to admit it's not something that keeps me up at night. But for those of you who put some thought into this, I'll let you know they don't huddle up at the local Arby's, okay? It's believed by at least these particular scientists ...that we should be looking for extraterrestrial life in star systems centered around metallic, poor stars. So, stars with lots of metal at their core emit less radiation... ...but the planets surrounding them have weaker ozone layers. Meaning stars with less metal in their core will produce a whole lot more UV radiation which also causes the planets circling them to have much more thicker and robust ozone layers and to get even more nerdy, which this is way outside my area of expertise. It's the UV C radiation that low metal stars produce in bulk compared to the UV B radiation that metal rich stars produce. UVC radiation is more easily absorbed by the ozone layers, but also encourages the development of more ozone layers. So the more radiation these metal-weak stars produce, the stronger the planet's ozone layers will become. The stronger the ozone layer, the more protection it will offer to whatever creatures or whatnot are living on the surface. So the science nerds are quick to point out that while this is... An interesting finding is just another variable we can use as we narrow down our search parameters to find out where all the aliens are hiding. You know, so far as we know right now, life is going to need more than just a good ozone layer. Liquid water, proper distance from the system sun, the proper sized planet. But now we can plug in this ozone layer variable, And the thought is it should help scientists cut down on the number of potential plants that should be studied in the quest to find alien life. While we will no doubt be welcoming our new robot overlords, thanks to massive leaps in AI technology that we keep making, some UFO hunters have decided to use the vast potential of AI to track UFOs. There's a project known as Sky 360, which began in 2021 and has now reached a stage that it's uh, the powers that be within this organization consider it to be fully operational. The goal is for our skies to be tracked 24-7, and this is according to an article, again from the Life and Science section of, of Medium that was published on May 10th. The project is considered a citizen science project. It utilizes inexpensive hardware and lots of open source software to scan the atmosphere day and night in a quest primarily to prove the existence of UFOs. But it's also using the data collected to track the action of these alien visitors. So essentially what happens is you can volunteer to join the Sky 360 project and they'll send you a bunch of instructions. But what you're gonna do is take a camera, set it up on top of your roof, out in your yard, or maybe just from a window, point it at the sky, and then just have it record constantly. The data it collects, your camera collects is then gonna be sent to kind of a primary server, I guess, for lack of a of a ter- better term. And they've got algorithms that can determine whether or not any movement caught in the sky, you know, is a bird, is a cloud, is a superhero wearing their underwear on the outside of their pants, and, and filter those away so we just get images that aren't easily identifiable. And then humans can go through those and say, oh my gosh, it looks like an alien. If something unusual is detected, in in addition to it being flagged for humans, specialized cameras that can rotate and take panoramic pictures of the sky will attempt to confirm the algorithm's findings. So your camera catches something, the algorithm runs through the data real quick, notices it may be something on, then the special um, Sky 360 camera will try to turn in the direction that your camera is facing and we will quickly take a panoramic shot of the skyline to see if it can also catch it. The primary Sky 360 developers want to integrate IAA, artificial intelligence, into this process to help sort through the flagged images even more quickly and efficiently, which makes me think the algorithms work pretty well, but not perfectly. The hope is AI technologies can learn what images need to be confirmed. So human researchers for as long as they last are only presented with potentially genuine UFO captures. And right now there's a goal to build a tracking network with the help of AI. Now, even though it's considered fully operational at this point, it's kind of not. First of all, the AI hasn't been fully developed yet, and so they haven't deployed any AI assistance with this program. The algorithms are undergoing constant review and tweaking, which is good, by the primary 30 volunteers to this project. As far as those Sky 360 panoramic automatic cameras, there's about 20 out in the world and the developers admit that they need a few more to really make this work right. Um, They're looking somewhere in the neighborhood of 150,000 stations worldwide so they can have continuous coverage of the skies. But baby steps. You got to start somewhere, and we're apparently starting at 20 out of 150,000. Our last article for update Comes from May 4th and it's concerning British police officers being test- called to testify before the United States Congress regarding UFO activity in England. They have apparently testified that since January of 2002, they have received and investigated reports of over 420 UFO sightings from a recent article by John mooner chief over 300 officers have been involved in various ufo investigations in england interestingly congress is told that 70 percent of those reported cases had multiple witnesses to the event and they occur all across england one case that was cited as a good example involved the sighting of a noiseless black object moving slowly through the skies near Middlesex that was the size of at least three football fields. And 24 police officers gave statements that they witnessed this event. All these UFO reports are kept in a database known as PR UFOs. Which is an unofficial program maintained by a fella by the name of Gary Hedelstein. He's an active police officer and an amateur investigator of UFOs. Hedelstein testified that the British government's official stance on UFOs is to not deny their existence, meaning that for decades, police haven't been able to take reports on these events because there's no category it fits into and so we don't know how many hundreds upon hundreds of sightings have been lost to time because they can't be properly classified documented and retained however with prufos the bobbies now have a tool they can use to at least record the reports And perhaps, hopefully, help determine patterns, at least over England, of these strange objects appearing and traveling. Heseltine also met with the Citizen Hearing on Disclosure at the National Press Club on May 3rd to give a preview of his testimony. And this was an event that was designed before Congress had their hearing in an effort to pressure lawmakers into continuing their efforts to disclose reports on UFOs in America and to kind of take the step of the United States officially acknowledging that UFOs exist and then just generally let the public know what reports are out there so it can be studied at a more grandiose level. And that's the end of our updates. I know there's like a billion more out there that we could have covered, but these are the ones that kind of sit up and tickled my funny bone the most. And who's more important than me? I love me. We all love me. 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 All right, well if you guys have seen any interesting articles on aliens recently, I'd love to have you post them in our Facebook group. You know, we're we're there on Facebook.com slash killing hidden. Post it there so everybody can join in the, the fun and see what's being reported. If you'd rather, you can just email them to me or shoot me a DM through some other social media platform. Knowledge is power and we want all the power we can get, right? especially when it comes to aliens. We got to get ahead of the curve. We're going to be the pod, the official podcast of the new alien overlords. And then, then things will be right with the world. All right. I'm not going to drag this out anymore. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for stepping in again. Truly. Thank you for supporting us. Um, You will never be forgotten for what you've done for this podcast. Even when the aliens come to me for advice on running this world, I'll throw out you names as people that can help, okay? Love you all. Brad out. You survived another episode of Kellen Missing Hidden, the podcast about bad things. Join us next time for another true and thrilling story.